Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 55. It's Monday night, March 1st, 2021. I'm Jeff Hausman, coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Who's with me tonight? Well, in studio with me is John Broach. Yo. What up? What up? Also on the phone is uh, Evan Robinson. What's up? What up, Evan? Bo Brady. Hey, yo. What up? And Brian Clark. Howdy. What up, man? Thank you, everybody, for joining tonight. (laughs) We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk some hoops. We're on Twitter, at House of Hoops. H-A-U-S of Hoops. We're on Instagram, at House of Hoops Podcast. You can call us at 901-300-6575 on the house line. You can leave a message, three minutes, if you want to. Other than that, enjoy the show. going on everybody what up what's up what's happening hey. <laughs> hey. first of all uh what's everybody been up to bo let's start with you um oh I was, there was some stuff i wanted to talk about and i forgot to make notes of it now i've completely forgotten let's see i started reading this book and the first chapter was about daryl moray oh your hero so of course i was very excited webb pointed me to it to it it's called The Undoing Project by Michael Lewis. And Michael Lewis, he has done... You were Blindside, right? Yeah, Blindside, Moneyball, The Big mm-hmm. Short. Hmm. A bunch of stuff you guys are all familiar with. The chapter of Del Moray just kind of talked about him, you know, where, how he got into the NBA and basically the use of his, his models to predict... They talked about the draft and predicting people in the draft. And he, and he actually got specific on Joey Dorsey, which is pretty interesting. Oh. What did um, he say? Well, as you may remember, Joey Dorsey was drafted in the second round by the Houston Rockets. And the reason why they drafted him was because their models really liked Joey Dorsey. Like, he jumped off the page. And another – like, they, their, their models really liked Aaron Brooks. There was – let me give you an example of two players that hit late in the first round before I go into this Joey Dorsey story. So it was, was it Aaron Brooks? He had, he was drafted by the Rockets, the 26 overall pick. And then they drafted, was it Carl Landry? Who else did they draft right in that same? Yeah, it was Carl Landry in the, like 
and Carl Landry was a productive player for them as well. Like late, late first round, early second round, they got both those guys. And then their model also really like Joey Dorsey. You know, they, he talks about the interview process. And one of the things that Joey Dorsey said in his interview process was if, uh, you know, what would he do after basketball? And Joey Dorsey, of course, I'm sure if I pulled you guys, you would, you would guess this. He said he would be a, a porn star after basketball. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Joey Dorsey was like 24 when he's drafted, something like that. All right. And, and at that time, Daryl Morey's um, model did not adjust for age. And basically, Joey Dorsey was playing bully ball is what they concluded, that he just was so much older and bigger than those other players that he just bull- bullied everybody around, and it d- did not translate to the NBA. Yeah, he got bullied, huh? Yeah. I guess Joey Dorsey didn't uh, realize that Instagram influencer would be an option at that time. Uh, he did not, no. <laughs> Supreme. Where's that guy now? Is he, ever, is he ever in China? I don't know what he's doing. Probably not playing ball in the States, that's for sure. Some kind of like exercise Instagram person. It's like a bag man at FedEx or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> team team leader. Uh, I don't think he's in America. He's like overseas still. I haven't really kept up with Joey Dorsey, but uh, I remember he was he got uh, ejected from a was it a summer league game that he wasn't even dressed in. He was just sitting on the bench in street clothes, and he he was like mouthing <laughs> off to a ref. <laughs> got ejected. <laughs> he didn't have much of an NBA career, if I remember right. No, he didn't. And then if What's you go look at his basketball reference, he ended up playing a couple games for the Rockets mm-hmm. like six years later after he's drafted. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't Tart Black playing for the Rockets too? That yeah, was he was later. okay. He was the Lakers too, though, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, that was I think later. It's both. Yeah, he played for both of those. He was teams, like but... okay for like three weeks. Do y'all remember that? Yeah, but it was like uh it was a few years later. Yeah. The Rockets. Didn't Joey Dorsey throw a teammate over the back fence at Plush Club? <laughs> Anybody hear that story? I yes, know. I think it Tell was it. to get yeah. I remember hearing uh, something just, about Derrick Rose running out the back. I, of I that stepped place. on his foot at a club and he like apparently was standing behind me, like towering over me like he was about to smash my head or something. <laughs> and I had no yeah. idea. My friends told me after they were like, Joey Dorsey almost killed you just as <laughs> I was like, What? Did you I, just, I remember hearing a story. <laughs> yeah, do you, t- do you take him outside, Brooch? <laughs> yeah, we fought. I won. <laughs> remember hearing a story, and I mean, I can't tell it fully, but about the the Memphis Tigers basketball team being at Plush Club downtown, mm-hmm. and uh, something happened where the, the police showed up. There was a fight or something, and two parter. Apparently, Derrick Rose just jumped and cleared the fence out back. They, they all ran out the back door and, and jumped the fence to escape so they wouldn't get arrested. Like just ran and jumped, no hands, just cleared the fence. Apparently, Derrick Rose just jumped and cleared this fence behind yeah. Plush Club, and Joey Dorsey threw someone else over the fence to get them out of there. Yeah, I think he told that story. It's probably Andre did throw, Allen. Did he threw Andre Allen. Yeah. <laughs> just launched him, picked him up by his britches and his shirt collar. Just Launched his ass. All but right. it's, that's impressive. That's like that's like forty bowling balls in a bag right there. <laughs> <laughs> Bo, what was the name of that book? It's called the Undoing Project. Oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna look out for that. Yeah, it kind of gets the subsequent. I'm on like chapter four, and it goes. 
it, it talks about psychology and these Israeli psychologists. So it might, you might just want to read the first chapter. That's just the first chapter of the book. That's it. For, uh, <laughs> yeah, for that, for the Daryl Morey part or whatever. For the Daryl Morey part. I mean, uh-huh. the other part has been, it's been interesting, but kind of boring. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> sure it's going to pick up, but we got this. You know, unless you're interested, like in, in academic level psychology. Mm. No. The next chapters may not be. I can't spell psychology. <laughs> that was a terrible, <laughs> terrible joke, Jeff. But terrible shot. But thanks know, for chiming in. Hey, we're watching this terrible jazz. joke. We're watching this jazz Pelicans. Hold game. on, Bill Walton's here. Terrible joke. We're watching this jazz Pelicans game, and there's 30 seconds left. The Pelicans are up one point. Oh, I was about to pull it up. Nice. All right. Uh, anybody else, Brian? What have you been up to this week? Just working and living, man. You know, yeah, an eventful week. Well, I know your eyeball fell out or something, right? Yeah, I had a procedure done on my eye. I had a hole in my retina. Ooh. Uh, And they basically had to tattoo it with a laser. Red. The idea is they they shoot a laser around the outside of the hole, um, and it it creates scar tissue to scar up uh, the hole in the retina so that my retina does not detach. Uh, When I went in... I just went in to get to get new glasses a couple of weeks ago, and my doctor, my doctor was like, "You need to go see a specialist. Something's going on there. I'm not really sure what it is." Okay, hmm. so I went to this. I went to this specialist. Not even really sure what I was doing there. Took a bunch of pictures, showed me what was going on, and uh, wanted to get me in for this procedure ASAP. I mean, at the point where they were telling me this was on a Wednesday, they were telling me that if anything weird happened over the weekend, if I saw like flashing lights for more than 10 minutes, I should call them immediately, come in to schedule an emergency session. Holy shit. So I said, well, I'm already here and I've paid my copay. So do it. <laughs> I don't want to pay that again. If it's that serious, can we go ahead and do it now? And they, they agreed to kind of stay late and do it. Damn. Sweet. Um, what was that like? How did you, how did the whole, is that like over time or you're born with it or something? Yeah. How's it? How's yeah, it? My vision's pretty bad. Uh, what they explained to me that the uh, a normal person's eyeball is round, and my um, not um, abnormal eyeball is shaped like a football. So your actual eyeball um, is is flexible. It can flex over time. Your retina is not as flexible. Um, so as your eye changes shape, yeah. uh, it can it stretches your retina out. Yeah, it's pulled and pulled. Yeah, they'd seen they'd seen where it had probably smaller holes had popped up in the past. And they'd scarred over naturally, but they said this one was pretty pretty crucial. They took care of it immediately. Did you notice a um, difference, like in vision or anything after? No, not really. I mean, they told me that I, I've had issues with with floaters where I kind of see shadows. I got a couple of floaters. Like if I'm looking like up at like a blue sky or like a white wall, they said that that may that may go away once oh, it scars nice. up. I mean, it, it'll get better. Maybe I got a whole. Um, I got like two gnarly floaters. Yeah, they said the they said the fluid in your eye can actually escape out of that hole, and then they're like, and then that's just it. Oh, uh, what do you mean? And that's then, it? You, uh, you know, lose your vision, and you just you just don't have it. Yeah, you just lose vision in the eye. So I'm glad they caught it. And, uh, uh, yeah. Glad they would get taken care of. Jesus, anything else this week? <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty boring week for Brian. I got vaccinated. Oh shit! Nice. First round, right? First round, I got lucky. There were some doses um, at a local clinic where they had had some appointments cancel or people not show up for. And so I got a phone call. How fast can you get here? 
Oh, yeah. I um, got there pretty quick. Um, it was explained to me that a lot of the vaccines are becoming available because uh, people are making appointments for their parents and their parents aren't showing up. Mm. Yeah. Um, because their kids want to get the vaccine. Republicans. Their parents don't want to get, don't want the vaccine. Probably due to a lot of misinformation about vaccines out there. You would think older people would be all over that because they've like been through all this like vaccination stuff or whatever. And if they, I mean, seen I, the, it's not it's not the majority, you know, of older people, yeah. but but that, that's kind of what they're seeing. And then also, you know, six to eight doses in a vial, I believe, depending on on which it is, uh, Pfizer or Moderna. Mm-hmm. They got to pull a vial out to vaccinate one person. Mm-hmm. They got extra doses in there that they have to use that day. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I got lucky. Been trying to activate the microchip. <laughs> I got to put in. Brian's got friends in high places. Is what he's saying. Uh, You've been looking yeah. up a lot of Microsoft products here lately since <laughs> then. Really or? Trying to set my set my fantasy basketball. I got itching to buy a Microsoft Surface tablet. If I could just think in my mind of who I want to start in fantasy basketball that day and make it happen, um, then the microchip's worth it. What would the microchip do anyway? Like track you? Like I'm not going anywhere. I don't care. You can track me. Yeah. I don't think that's how it works, but all right. <laughs> yeah, basketball. Let's go to Evan. Evan, you haven't been on here in forever. What's up? What's up, man? What you been up to? Man, fucking working and sleeping pretty much. That's about it. <laughs> I took my mom to get vaccinated this weekend so her old ass doesn't die. Because <laughs> I, know, I know she would have never figured out how to schedule an appointment by herself. <laughs> So I just went ahead and did it for her and then picked her up and took her because I don't want to, you know, what a good son. I don't want to deal, deal with my dead mom right now. So uh, that's, I see now you, I see your angle. Selfish. Yeah. It's most, it's mostly <laughs> selfish reasons. I got too I'm glad you took her. So I didn't end up with her vaccine. <laughs> yeah, I got, you killed I got Evan's mom, Brian. Yeah. A whole lot of nothing really. Yeah. Anything, uh, You've been watching any hoops? Uh, probably, man, just Grizz. Yeah. Watching Grizz, but yeah, uh, yeah that's it. That's good. My, can- you know, my fantasy team is fucking completely shot, so I have no reason to watch any other game are you, as far uh, as I'm concerned. Are you dumping <laughs> players yet? <laughs> you ready to no sell way, some man. off? No way. I'm going down with a ship, dude. Nobody's <laughs> getting my fucking t- my players. <laughs> and then uh i guess brooch that leaves you you haven't been here in a while yeah it's been a minute, it's been a minute. i don't know i took my parents to get vaccinated and then uh i watched some grizz i guess that's about it and watching grizzlies all right snowed in a lot well we can talk about grizzlies in a little bit here and i guess you guys will be our experts since that's all you've been doing <laughs> <laughs> jaron looks great Honestly, what Jaron? Yeah, yeah, I was Jaron. That, that was a bad joke. Well, that's yeah, a terrible really, joke. I really enjoyed Jaron's fashion choices. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that like robe he wore that one game. <laughs> I really liked that robe. It's hot. Uh, let's see. As for me, not much. Went to Vegas South, the Tunica, Mississippi casinos for the first time since last year. Ugh. It wasn't that bad. He says, ugh, but it was actually, I feel like it was better than it normally would be because everybody's walking around with masks on to start with. 
That's a good start. <laughs> and then, Surprising in Mississippi as well. Secondly, everybody's washing their hands, I guess, you would assume. And there's hand sanitizer everywhere, which there wasn't before. They're it cl- needed to be everywhere before. Exactly. Yeah. And and then also they like clean the seats and stations when you get, when a person gets up, which they were not doing before. I feel like every time I used to go to the casino, like I would get a little bit of a cold or something, some kind of like small bug or something after leaving the casinos. Like the next day you always kind of feel <clears throat> kind of sick. I feel like it's almost better now. Like social distancing and all that. Yeah, they only let like four people on a table instead of like twelve people all like hovering over each other and roulette or whatever. Being gross. Yeah, I felt like it was almost a better situation, but we had a good time uh, from what I remember. And uh, (laughs) was it busy? It wasn't super busy. We went on like a Wednesday night. There wasn't like a ton of people there, but I mean the tables were fairly full. I don't know it. Thinned out at like 5 a.m. <laughs> we had a good time. 5 a.m. We had you spent fun. the night down there? And I didn't, yeah, we spent the night. I didn't, I didn't feel too uh, reckless being there, was the point, you know? Felt like it was almost a better situation. Now, do you, now since they've legalized gambling on, the, on your phone, do you have points and stuff built up? Do they comp your room? Man, I didn't have any points when I got there. They reset every January. Oh, man. So I thought I might have some stuff from gambling online, but I didn't. And I don't know if I have two separate accounts or what, but I should probably figure that out if I'm actually going to care. But no, I I had to earn all my comps back up. I think I earned them all back on Wednesday. (laughs) You lost that much, huh? Man, I know what I went with, and I know what I came back with. What I spent it on, I'm not really sure. So you didn't win? <laughs> no, I don't think I won. I remember not having a good night. Like, uh, what did you do? Just straight uh, roulette? A lot of roulette, a lot of craps, and no blackjack, which was weird. Usually, I play a little blackjack. That dealer that one time that was the blackjack dealer, we were down there, and he was like the biggest asshole. I think you got <laughs> into it with him. I might have. You were like, we were pretty toasty, and then like. I don't know. He probably made some comment. (laughs) He was just taking our money and being a dick about it, dude. That's what was happening. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was you that got into it with that guy. (laughs) No, I mean, I I remember somebody getting up. It wasn't me storming away from the table. (laughs) The guy knew he he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he's probably upset about something else, like what is in his own life. Yeah. I don't know. Not a whole lot else besides that for this week. Just working and living, watching hoops. Who won that game? Did we miss the end? New Orleans. New Orleans, New Orleans won. won. Nice. What a weird thing. I don't know. New Orleans. Well, I mean, Utah's bound to lose. Yeah, they got to lose some shit. games. Yeah. All right. What else we got this week? One random thing that happened last week was Tiger Woods almost died apparently in a car accident. <laughs> That was all over every news outlet in America. Yeah, I, I was. I was really. I was bummed and just, just basically bummed out for the guy. Yeah, that, that was sucks. crazy. Like out of nowhere, you know. It's everybody thought immediately. I think the same thing. It's like fuck, man. It's the Kobe shit all yeah, over for again. Sure. 
just blindsided everyone. I think he's had two really bad incidences, and they were both involving cars he was driving. Yeah. He should get a chauffeur. <laughs> how, many sur- how many surgeries does that make for him? Like 20? <laughs> guy's yeah. a fucking guy's a cyborg. <laughs> he should be, but yeah. I'll just replace my bones with titanium. Yeah. <clears throat> that guy, I don't know. He may never play golf again. Probably if, not. I don't Senior know how tour, serious. Maybe. I don't know how serious these like leg injuries are. He had compound fractures, man. I mean, they're like, <clears throat> yeah, they're good. Yeah, I'm sure he got like this absolute best surgeons of all time. Right. Well, not necessarily. I mean, he got someone that was. I mean, most he got a trauma surgeon, but is it necessarily the the surgeon you want? Like orthopedic surgeon that you want. Yeah, it was kind of crazy surgery. It was kind of crazy. He had to go like into surgery immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whoever was on call extra for sure. Yeah, wild. Well, you feel I for the guy. You for got sure. a bone sticking out of your leg. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. What a crazy situation. Anything else uh, you guys see before we get into hoop stuff? I don't know. I didn't really see anything else. What I mean, what do you guys want to talk about? We'll be covering the Knicks and the Kings later, so if you have anything on that, save it. But was there anything else you guys saw that you want to talk about? We absolutely, completely annihilated uh, the Rockets. Atlanta fired their coach today. Oh, yeah, that's all that. Oh, yeah, Atlanta? Yeah, yesterday. Well, was today, wasn't I think it, it happened yeah, today. It today. Yeah, they fired. Monday. Yeah, today. Yeah, it was today. Lloyd Pierce. Well, yeah, it, that was the first time I ever heard that guy's name. Was, when he got fired. <laughs> was it Lloyd Braun? Is it Nate yeah. McMillan that's going to take over there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they brought him on in the off season. I wonder if he was kind of insurance. <laughs> uh, uh, all I would say to him is good fucking luck. Well, speaking of insurance, uh, Alvin Gentry is on the Kings bench. Yeah. So when Luke Walton gets the X. Yep. You don't think they'll give Luke Walton like three or four years no matter what? I don't know what his contract is at this point. It probably doesn't really matter. But I yeah. guess I'm jumping the gun on the Kings-Knicks game. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if uh, – I don't know. I don't know the situation there. I feel like they want to give him a huge opportunity because of what where where he came from with the Golden State Warriors situation. Like his, he, he, right. may get, he may be getting a longer leash than most coaches would. And his dad, too. Yeah, just – former NBA player legend. Yeah. I think there's a lot of reasons he's got a longer leash there than you may be what a scene with somebody else. What do you guys think? About Luke Walton. Yeah. I don't know. He's in a no win situation. So it's honestly, I don't see anybody succeeding there with what they got. Yeah. That's part of it is the team isn't really built great. I mean, they got the Aaron Fox, they got the new kid, Halliburton coming up. Yeah, but you'd think healed would be better than that. And then and then Bagley just hasn't clicked for him. Like defensively, Bagley's just a train wreck. Yeah, he's not good. I think offensively he looks decent, but yeah, if you yeah. give any any sort of player like that, that, that sort of usage, I mean, you give Hakeem Warwick that sort of usage, he's going to put up mm-hmm. 15 and 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bagley looks lost still. Like every time I watch, it's, he, he has moments, but... All right, we get into the Kings a little bit yeah. later. All right. Let's see. Anybody else got anything they want to talk about? I got one. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, I've been seeing a lot of this 
in the news and talked about regarding the NBA and changing the NBA logo. I guess people have been kind of campaigning for this for a year now. Yeah, even because turned it to Kobe. Yeah, it's picked up some momentum lately. Well, uh, what's his name? Talked about it, uh, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Kyrie yeah. brought it back up, right? So what it, they a lot of people want to see it change the uh, silhouette or the logo change to Kobe. Wouldn't you just automatically assume though it would be Jordan, right? Like the Jumpman logo should be the NBA logo. <laughs> Which I, mean, that, I mean that would never happen because of the just how much. That'd be pretty wild. I don't think they could. Yeah. Afford it. I don't know. I don't know if it should be Kobe <laughs> though. Maybe Steve Nash. Apparently, huh. he's better. <laughs> I don't know. Jordan Kobe. Well, regardless of who it's changed to, just the idea of changing the logo, are you guys for it or against it? I'm against it. The logo isn't indicative <coughs> of like a race or anything to me. It's more of just like, it's been the logo my whole life. <coughs> How could it change? Yeah, but everybody knows it's a white man behind that logo. Yeah, but it's like Jerry West is cool, man. It's not like he's. David Duke or something like <laughs> why are we changing it right everybody likes that's a good point like what has Jerry West done to deserve losing the silhouette like what, did he do something terrible that none of us heard about or something like no, why, why take that away from him it. is it probably. fair is it fair to take that away from Jerry West I think the argument is that like or the artist that created the logo is it fair to take that away from him he's probably dead not the point <laughs> i don't know uh, brian do you have an opinion on that yeah i mean i don't <clears throat> i understand why some people would why the the idea of kobe is the logo i mean i get it he meant a lot to the league he's one of the greatest players of all time people think it'd be a nice tribute mm -hmm. but then so if you make kobe the logo then what do you do when uh michael jordan dies yeah, you got to make him the double logo or something, right? Like, but if Kobe didn't die, let's say Kobe was still alive, would there be this like push to make him the logo? Is it are are people saying it no, off this, the strength of him being yeah. amazing, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, and dying in a really tragic way recently? It's, yeah, it's yeah I mean that's how it started. So tragic, and he and yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah, he lost his life too soon. That's how it started. Was with his death I'm personally kind of against it i mean i love the logo it's clean simple it's, it's all, got history it's all we know it's you know exactly what it is when you see it i just i don't know I, but i, don't, I would because i don't think you can do kobe though you got to do steve nash over kobe right jeff <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think it should be changed at all no i agree i think at a certain level you got to kind of respect the history it was designed with a purpose of relating to, I guess, the MLB logo, the blue, red, and white. I think it would be kind of a shame to change it. The uh, recognizability of that logo is very strong globally. And Brian, or I forget, was it Brian that said, well, are you going to change it to Jordan when he passes away? It's like, uh, how often do you want to be changing your logo? Are you just changing things to change them? What's to gain from that? To me, it works the way it is. I don't think there's any reason to change it. It's It shows the history of the NBA. 
I mean, when you see that logo, you know that the NBA has been around for as long as the logo kind of resembles, you know? You know, it's Since on the guys wore short shorts and it's dribbled the, at the hip. It's on the TV right now, and I'm looking at it right now, and it is extremely dated. It's, it's like a dude like just doing the most basic dribble. Like the NBA has definitely evolved from that. Well, what's the MLB logo? You know, it's a guy. Well, it's a guy hitting a ball bat. that never changes, yeah. right? Right. It's like mid swing, about to make contact. Is that in that how it is? But uh, this one's pretty lame. It looks like Evan dribbling down the court or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's clean. It's simple. It, it's yeah. not like a bounce pass or something. What I know. I know. It's like that? it's like a. He's. It looks like he's tripping over his feet. <laughs> it is a oh, white guy. I like the logo. I don't think there's any reason to mess with it. I don't think that's going to change anything. There's other ways to remember former players, besides changing the entire image of a league almost the recognizability of a league with a logo i don't think it's necessary i think there's other things you can do i don't know i might have changed my mind on it after just staring at it while talking about it <laughs> uh, it could be, it could be updated like the nba is the really the part that matters right like that little logo could change to me the logo is it's clean and it's classy looking i don't know like trying to say they can't make a clean, broke, classy. I don't think new it's one? broken. I don't think there's anything Class. wrong with it. Well, other than the fact that it's like he's about to, he's a, he's like mid weakest crossover ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my opinion on it. Anybody else? I I liked what Doc Rivers had to say. He he just said he wouldn't change it. He basically said what you get gathered from what Brian said is like, are we, we going to change the logo? Every ten or twenty years, mm-hmm. and he he and Doc said he if it was gonna if you're gonna change it you change it to Michael, and he also said that Jerry's been deserving of the logo and he has no problem with him continuing to be the logo, and also you know Kyrie said this so it's it, you just for me I just kind of roll my eyes a little bit when Kyrie says something. Yeah, Kyrie says um, a lot of things. Yeah, that's a good point. And also, Kobe Bryant, the uh, is the All Star MVP is named after him. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I don't think that's ever going to change. Um, I guess we can move on if anybody, if nobody has anything else to say on it. Evan, are you in the bathroom? Hey, laddie, what? Come back to us. <laughs> <laughs> you at the bank? Are you at the bank, laddie? No, that was hilarious. I forgot about that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, I don't need anything else. I'll take a sucker, though. <laughs> Ooh, give me the mystery one. Yeah. That, no, that, this is pineapple. This is not what I asked for. <laughs> yeah, Do you send, have a red one? Sends it back through the... <laughs> sorry, sorry, sir. Is there a problem? No, I just didn't want that flavor. No, no, my mom wants one. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. All right. Let's move on from the logo and uh, talk about NBA news. Did anybody see anything in the NBA news that they want to talk about? Let's talk We're, about Andre Drummond. Where the, when the fuck are they going to trade him? <laughs> well, you're just, we've, we've brought this up before about your fantasy team. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about Evan's fantasy team. He's sitting on the bench. Hey man, that's a big, he's a big player, man. He could like, he could uh, be a contributor on, on a, Contender. European team. Yeah, the the problem with trading Drummond, and we've talked about this 
on previous episodes is that big contract. It's going to have to be a buyout probably for anybody to get them. Said yeah. huge contract, so hard to match salaries. Um, All right, well, fuck. I don't know where he's going, man. I haven't heard any rumors. Have you heard any rumors, Evan? No, I mean, I just saw that the Raptors were in, supposedly in talks, but. Who are they going to trade? Piakum? <laughs> well, now the Raptors have COVID. Hmm. I saw some deal with like a bunch of players and some some garbage that uh, uh, probably some players they they wouldn't even want to get rid of for Drummond. So I don't know, I don't even know. The only the only deal I can think of is the Grizzlies trading Gorgie Jang and Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the only one I can see. They might have to throw slow mo in, which I'm fine with. No, fuck no. <laughs> I gotta get my slow mo top shot before they trade him. I'm fine with it after Pat. Got his little saying coined on the Grizzlies game. Mm. It's uh, slow jams. Every time slow-mo gets a jam, they call it a slow jam. How did so, Pete get one of that? Uh, I think Pat hit him up on Twitter and was like, oh, why are we not calling these slow jams? And uh, I guess <laughs> Pete liked it. Pat got himself some little uh, Grizzlies history made. We're going to have to get him on next week to talk about his newfound celebrity. He's probably rock hard right now about that. Yeah. I, th- I asked him <laughs> if he changed his bio and his Twitter account yet to coin the phrase slow jams. <laughs> we'll get him on next week and ask him all about it. We'll get the whole story. Let's see. Other NBA news. I think I'm going to skip the fucking uh, Jeremy Lynn coronavirus story. That's super inappropriate. I don't know. The, like that's a good way to get in somebody's fucking head, is to call them coronavirus. But it's super fucking racist. I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about that? I, I, I think it's inappropriate, and yeah, I don't want to touch that at all. It's pretty no. fucking. It's pretty fucking sad. But yeah, I mean, people that are doing that shit are wrong. Yeah, they're on the wrong side for sure. Let's see other NBA news. All Star Weekend. It's Team Durant. Versus Team LeBron, oh, yeah. they're gonna draft their fucking players or whatever. The draft show is Thursday, March fourth, eight p.m. Eastern on TNT. I will not watch that. They ain't gonna watch the draft. No. Uh, the All Star Game is the seventh on Sunday. Mm, won't watch that either. Who's in the dunk contest? But I heard Obi Toppin was in it. But uh, Obi Toppin, Cassius Stanley. From the Pacers and somebody else is in there too, and their name escapes me. It's clearly, clearly very important to me. <laughs> it's Obi Toppin, Anthony Simmons, Cassius Stanley. Uh, Anthony Simmons. Just three guys here. So, and the Mountain Dew three point contest, sponsored by Mountain Dew. Has been uh, not announced yet. <laughs> Larry Bird ain't coming through that door. I assume. Buddy, oh, I mean, I like how compact healed. it is. I like how they're doing the they're doing the skills and the three point competition before the game and the dunk contest at halftime. Yeah, it's all in one night. Yeah. We're not doing that party at Brian's this time. I think so. Oh, aren't we? No party again. Why? It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I think so. All right, let's move on. All-Star Weekend. 
Sunday. Bo, you and I had talked last week about keeping an eye on trade rumors. I didn't see anything worth talking about. How about you? I saw there's some discussion about Kyle Lowry, mm. but I think those rumors were coming out of Philly, and maybe those rumors were coming from you know, local media out of Philly, so I, that, that just could be. They just want their hometown boy back. Yeah. Yeah. And then a non-trade rumor bit of news I thought was interesting that the Rockets offered Oladipo a two-year, $45 million contract extension, and he turned it down. He's betting mm-hmm. on himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually watching this Rockets game right now. He looks pretty good. I mean, he's looked good. The Rockets have sucked, obviously. Yeah, but, they're hanging with the Cavs there. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Anybody else hear any trade rumors? Let me double check. It's not that important. It's still like three weeks away, the deadline. We trading trading Dylan? I don't know. I don't know. He seems like the tradable guy. He is, but he's really good on defense. If you want to start Justice Winslow, you might have to trade Dylan. You can move him to the bench. Mm, He's the veteran. (laughs) He's the guy that has like the longevity on that team. Who, Dylan? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. He's been there the longest. He's the only one left from like Mike and Mark. All right. Well, let's move on then. Right now, it's time for a brand new segment in the show. It's called, Did Minnesota Win a Game This Week? (laughs) With their new head coach. And the answer is, no, they did not. Let's move on. (laughs) I think now is a good time to go to the pit game recap. So the game was Sacramento Kings at the New York Knicks Thursday night. Did you guys watch this game? Anybody? I did. Bo watched it. I did not. I missed it. Bo, which uh, feed did you watch? I watched the Kings. You watched the Kings. So you saw it Mark on the- Jones and Doug Christie. All right. Doug Christie's pretty good. I like those guys. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, I'm biased. I like Brevin a little more, but... Uh... I think the Kings market's not quite the market Memphis is. So Brevin can, I think Brevin can wax on whatever level he wants to wax on. And the Memphis market's going to embrace him regardless. I think the Sacramento market's a little, little more cowboy. And I think Doug Christie's got to, you know, he's got to put his, his, this voice on. (laughs) Yeah. He's kind of doing like an announcer thing. Yeah. Versus like Brevin is, I think Brevin just, it does Brevin. Yeah. A lot of former players are like, uh, like Brevin, I think. Yeah, I like Brevin just being Brevin. Yeah, and but again, that's that's our hometown, our hometown guys. You got Pete, who's super dorky but great, and so you got Brevin being Brevin. It's a good deal. But but again, Mark Jones is Mark Jones is awesome. He's really good, and he does national broadcast stuff too. Yeah, the Kings had lost eight straight games going into this one. That's not good. They just waived Glenn Robinson the third. I saw that during the game, which is unfortunate for him. Yeah. But uh, maybe they're freeing up a roster spot to make some moves and trades. Hard to say. It's possible. And they had Whiteside and Parker out for COVID mm. protocol. Okay. Jabari Parker. I think uh, – I don't think I'm going on a out on a limb here, expecting the Kings to be active before the trade deadline. Maybe moving Buddy Heald. Hard to say. Buddy Heald makes some money. I could see the Kings getting involved with some trades. Mm-hmm. 
they were kind of hinting towards that during the broadcast on NBC Sports California. Who uh, who do you think they have their eye on? Like maybe just somebody good. Yeah, just improve the roster. Yeah. They've got the young guy, Halliburton, coming up, so they might have some flexibility where they can make a move. Yeah, maybe they really want Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Well, you, well, you could throw, say, Heald and Holmes together, and those are – Heald's obviously – he's like the the youngest player in NBA history to reach, you know, however many threes, a thousand three-pointers or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's an excellent three-point shooter. He's got a huge then, trade value. Yeah, and then Holmes is a – he's not a starting caliber center, but he's a rotation-level center. So any team would happily take a role guy like Holmes and healed. So what can you get for those two? Yeah, I don't hate I trading think you Holmes. get a good player back. Yeah, I think you're right. Those Buddy Healds got to be a hot commodity in trades. He's got three years left on his contract after this year. What's he He's making? making uh, 22 next year, mm-hmm. 20 the year after that, and then 18. Okay. I could see it happening. It's not, not that far-fetched, I don't think. Maybe the Kings do some Kings things and they trade. They're like, we can convince Zach Levine to stay with us. And they trade healed for Zach Levine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, to there's try your, to, Hey, there's your drum at the landing spot. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, there it is. I think uh, if they can get like a marquee player, like a top player, like a Zach Levine or something. Yeah. I think they would do it. Somebody like that can be their cornerstone. Well, they got Fox. Yeah. So I don't know if Fox and Levine would fit together, but yeah, I don't know. Is, is Sacramento smart enough to think of that though? <laughs> is or yeah, I mean, I would I'd be very curious to, to hear what was going on on the Sacramento phones in the game. Back on the Knicks side, Alfred Payton was out, and Derrick Rose was inserted to the starting lineup. I think that's a good move. I don't know. You could have gone quickly as a starter. But Derrick Rose brought the momentum early in that game. He had all of the Knicks' first seven points. Derrick Rose came out firing. I love he's back, you know, in the league, not injured. Right. Derrick Rose looks good. He's like a perfect fit. And Thibodeau knows exactly what to do with him. He just brought the momentum right away in that game. But it's hard to say if uh, quickly should be the starter. I don't know. He's the rookie... I can see why Tibbs went with Rose. And it worked. Tibbs has a pattern. Yeah, it worked. So when we were picking this game, a lot of it had to do with Sacramento being part of the game. And it was uh, because we wanted to get a look at Tyrese Halliburton. He's averaging 13.2 points, 3.6 rebounds, 5.4 assists a game. He checked in off the bench after about five minutes. He's a 20-year-old, 6'5", 12th overall draft pick. He's number zero out there if you're having trouble spotting him. He's the skinny guy. <laughs> he has a weird jump shot. Have you guys seen him play at all? Little. He does. His shot really. does look weird. Yeah. Well, that's kind of why we picked this game is to get a look at him before, you know, it's too late in the season. And uh, the Knicks are super entertaining to watch right now. So, yeah. It made sense. That shot is bizarre, though. It's like this pull-away, high-release, jerky motion. It's very strange-looking. Lonzo-ish. 
it's not uh it's not like a flick like Lonzo. It's like a real high like pull away and I don't know. It's very strange. The kid is seems like he's super talented. I don't wonder why nobody's uh, addressing that jump shot. I guess it goes <laughs> in, so they're not fucking with it. But I don't like the way it looks. It doesn't look like a pure shot. It doesn't. Well, look I heard that. I've heard a theory like young guys. If the shot's going in, and even if you don't like the mechanics, you don't try to get in their head too much their first year. You want to work on other aspects of their game. Yeah. To to answer your question, that's yeah. my theory. I don't know if that makes sense though, because of fundamentals, you know, like get that shot looking right. Even Lonzo has worked with his, and he's gotten better. Let's see. There's there will not be a Rising Stars game this weekend at All Star Week. They are going to announce which players would have made it. I guess <laughs> I would expect Halliburton to make that cut. I guess they're going to announce it March third. It's a couple days from here. There were so many fun players to watch in this game. And after the first quarter, it was all Knicks, but it was still a close game. It's 29-38. But what I did, since you and I watched the game, I mm-hmm. alternated broadcast by quarter. Ah. <laughs> so the first quarter, I watched Sacramento. The second quarter, I watched the Knicks, and so on and so on. I thought it was kind of fun to kind of like uh, see you both sides of the story, you know? Well, yeah, you got to hear Clyde and your boy Breen. <laughs> yeah. It worked out. I actually kind of enjoyed it, but I don't know if I would do that every game. Next broadcast is fun. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, this was a high-scoring game. You said the Knicks had 38 in the first quarter, so I don't think it was bad defense, though. The defense looked pretty tight from what I could tell. The game was just really fast, like up and down the court. It was really fun to watch because it was actually pretty intense defense, but it was run and gun quickly from the Knicks. He was everywhere. He's awesome. That dude was flying around like a hummingbird. He's so good. He's super good. He's quickly becoming one of my favorite players. Young players. (laughs) Yeah, um, I, yeah, he's hard to not like for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the guy, to be honest. I want to see him get better. See, he puts the effort out there for sure. For the Kings, De'Aaron Fox kept making all these bad passes. He's like too high on his alley oops, just throwing the ball fucking out of bounds. He had six turnovers in the game, but on the court, there's just so much speed and so much athleticism. Let's see, the Knicks were just rolling. Late in the second quarter. So I didn't watch that game, but Randall's been going off. Did he go off that game? You got the box score? Uh, I can pull it up. Why not? I mean, he was going. Yeah, he has, like, these hot streaks during the game where he just, like, starts going off. Fun to watch. What? (laughs) Julius Randall has these little hot streaks, like, in the middle of the game where he'll score a bunch of bunches of points. Oh. Yeah, he's yeah. Fun. He's been fun to watch for sure. I watched. Oh yeah, like time. they'll go, they'll like start going into the paint. Yeah, for he's him, now he's been feeding him the ball. Not draining threes. Dude. Yeah, he hits threes too. He can spread yeah. the court, but they definitely yeah. like make a point to get him involved for sure. Yeah, like they're running plays. They're like, all right, Julius play, Julius play this one. Yeah, he's also pulling up and like hitting the A at twenty one, mm-hmm. two of four, nine of eighteen. Mm-hmm. 
14 rebounds. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah. And he's always kind of been that triple-double threat player. But he's he's on one this year for sure. He's hitting his prime. They're going to build a statue of that guy if he takes him to the playoffs. <laughs> I saw a lot of watching D-Rose. He was creating chaos out there, making quick, crisp passes, driving the lanes. Knicks were just hitting shots. Right before the end of the half, did you see, Bo, that Reggie Bullock three that he hit, like falling that, out of bounds? <laughs> that didn't that didn't count. It didn't count, but man, what a way to finish the half. Yeah. It was sixty two to seventy seven at the half. That was a season high for the Knicks, who don't typically put up a whole lot of points. They're like defensive minded. But Emmanuel quickly at the half had eighteen points, four of six from the field, two of three from three. Eight of eight from the line, and he played nine minutes. How's that for efficient? It's crushing. Yeah. So back to the Kings broadcast. Quarter three, second half. The Kings were down 15, and that's not out of reach for Sacramento. I feel like they could have stayed in the game. Marvin Bagley caught his fourth foul early in the third, had to sit. You can't be effective if you're fouling. I think that Julius Randle inside is so important for the Knicks. Like he gives them consistency inside, especially. I know he can go outside, but I think what he can do in the paint and his consistency with it, his sheer power, I think it's very important to what the Knicks do on a nightly basis. Yeah, he has nice footwork as well. Like mm-hmm. he's a very polished big man. Mm-hmm. Sure. And now he's stepped the outside game up, so he's got both. So he's become more effective in each one because nobody really knows what mm-hmm. he's about to do, really go in or out. Yeah, he has gotten better. They talked yeah. about him working on his footwork in the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Like you can give him the ball and you have a good feeling about it that something good's gonna come out of it. Like anytime he has the ball, I feel like it reminded me a lot as a Grizz fan of what would happen when he gave Zebo the ball. Yeah. Like you knew something good was going to come out of it, especially down in the paint. It's It looks a lot like what we get out of Jonas Valanciunas now. And the Knicks got to find a way to keep Julius Randle in New York. For sure. He reminds me a lot of Larry Johnson. Grandmama. Mm-hmm. That's who he reminds me of. He is like force. Mm-hmm. The way the Knicks play defense – it's impressive. It has to be so fucking annoying for the other team, though. They're just relentless, especially with Quickly out there. He's just scrapping. He's all over him. He's just all inside the offensive player's space. Uh, and they're out there taking charges. They're just so good defensively. Let's see. Moving on in the game. Bo, uh, did you have any takeaways at this point? I was surprised that the Knicks looked like they were going to like the Knicks wanted to put the game away and then the Kings would have a run, which is what's confusing to me about the Kings is because they have good players, but they just completely fall apart. And is that coaching? What is that? Is that the players? I, I may, well, like I said before, you think Heald would fit with anybody. You know, you have your point guard and Fox who you, you think those two, that backcourt would work, but I don't know. I mean, I guess Harrison Barnes is kind of a, I'd have to look at his net rating for the year. Actually, I'm curious now. Yeah, I mean, Barnes is a good player. He's versatile. The Kings are kind of a mystery to me. I don't have a good 
any good takeaways, unfortunately. Well, Halliburton, I think he looks good, but in this game especially, he looked like every bit of a rookie. Like the kid definitely has like some work to do, but I see why people like him. He's definitely uh, on his way. It seems like he's got a lot of energy. He can create. He makes good passes. He doesn't look super NBA ready yet. Got a controversial name. What's that? Halliburton. Why? But why? Oh, because of the <laughs> I like the Bush <laughs> Cheney thing. I don't know. I'm getting off topic. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't care. The yeah, it's Halliburton. Does he see things related to him? To the company? Yeah, the people that build machines and they like bombs, weapons. And shit. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Let's see. Going into the fourth quarter, it's a seven-point game. It's 94-101. to 101. It's anybody's game. Back to the Knicks broadcast. Dish it and swish it. What? <laughs> what was that? What? About? Have, you ever, have you ever watched a fucking Knicks game? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The Clyde Frazier, network or whatever. Clyde Frazier is always making the. He's always making these like rhyming sayings. Slacking and jacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or something like that. I forgot what it was. But it was something about jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I enjoyed the game. These Knicks games are so fun to watch. I don't know. The Knicks are becoming like my my go to root for team. Which is very entertaining. Fun. Could have been the Timberwolves if they kept Tibbs, but no, no, no. Right? <laughs> you could be sitting on a gold mine up there. Um and De'Aaron Fox is good too. And as good as he is. I felt like the Knicks guards did a great job keeping up with his intensity, uh, whether it was IQ or Frank Nilakina. <laughs> they both were all over him and uh, doing well to keep up on offense. The Knicks were still only up 13 points with eight minutes to go, and then Alec Burke showed up. He was dancing and prancing. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting offensive rebounds too. He was huffing and puffing. Huffing and puffing. <laughs> he hit three straight three pointers. He was fucking rolling, man. He had 19 points in the fourth quarter. Taj, Burks, they were both playing really well in the fourth for the Knicks. Bo, what was the. Uh, I got it. Burks is lying. Five of eight from three. 20, let's say 25 minutes. 24 mm -hmm. points. Plus 22. Burks put that game away single-handedly, at which point towards the end there, uh, the Sacramento started clearing their bench a little bit. Fucking Clyde Frazier, man, he called one of the Knicks players a ball boy. He goes, I thought that was a ball boy. <laughs> it was that Kyle guy, I think. It's like a 6'1 little dude. Like, I remember what, yeah, I remember boy. him coming in. Is he allowed to say shit like that? Well, is he a... It's Clyde well, Frazier, yep. dude. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, I guess he can. It's not like Kyle he's Guy Charles a, Oakley or something. You know, that's he, Clyde Frazier. Dude, he goes, I thought that was a ball boy. <laughs> I fucking lost it. It's not like Donald Trump calling somebody a boy. <laughs> Kyle Guy is a Virginia legend. <laughs> he scored 182 <laughs> points in a high school game. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> I was getting, I was about to start digging for backstory on this. Like, was he at the autistic school or like what happened? <laughs> Damn. 
I said autistic. I don't know. Never. I don't know. Uh, what other do you? Is, is there any Knicks players or Kings players you guys like specifically? De'Aaron well, Fox. Derek Rose is fun to watch when he's rolling. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Broach? I mean, I like De'Aaron Fox for sure. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Bagley's pretty much a disappointment mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox 20. just needs to get inconsistent, or he just needs to get consistent. He's just inconsistency is the name of his game right now. If he can ever do that, he'll. He's really good. Does, does he still have beef with uh, John Morant? They were talking shit to each other on Twitter, weren't they? That's yeah, dead. I think De'Aaron has beef with like most NBA point guards. He's got a serious <laughs> well, chip were, on his were shoulder. Were they in the same draft class? Is that what it was? Not with Jaw Morant, no. I think Jaw like. Those guys have intense games when they play against each other, for sure. What was the Twitter beef, though? No, that was it. Was a uh, ESPN analyst, uh, Amin, said that he said something to the effect of John ja Morant is is who what Derek Fox, John ja Morant Fox. is oh, what yeah. De'Aaron Fox wants to be or or thinks he is, right? How does that and John's fault? John Moran had nothing to do with it. And he got he got the blowback on it. <laughs> How do you get blowback on that? Why he's like, dude, I didn't even say it. Somebody else said it. Yeah, I don't know. You have to ask De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> Somebody sideline hating and De'Aaron Fox gets fucking or uh, John. I don't. Moran I don't think De'Aaron Fox it. specifically called out John Morant. I think he said something in response to a meme. But clearly, after something like that said, De'Aaron Fox is going to, you know. When the Grizzlies play the Kings, you're going to bring back. it against John Morant. <laughs> Is he going to clap back? They just played recently. Grizzlies won for like the first time in <laughs> six or seven games or some shit. I don't know. A quick Google search would probably find the answers to everything you want to know about that. John Morant. Who, who's on stats tonight? Uh, any, some, oh, where the fuck is Laddie? Broach is in the studio. I feel like it should be him. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. Look up. You're on, uh, you're on stats. Look up that beef. All right. Why not? I can do that. Uh, Evan, what about you? You ever okay, seen the Knicks game? <laughs> <laughs> Evan, you ever what's seen one? Good one, Brian. Uh, have you seen the Knicks game this season? Uh, no. No? You should. No, I don't you, think so. You should fucking find a way to watch one sometime. Like, where would I watch it? I don't know. <laughs> when they're on TV. <laughs> you mean national game? Are you talking about national games? Yeah, I don't know if they have any. I'm sure they got something. I don't know. Next time they're on TV... Watch them. They're so fun to watch. They probably yeah. played on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I'm check them out. I've recently quite enjoyed watching Knicks games. They scored 20 points in the last six minutes of this game. I think uh, De'Aaron Fox didn't say anything about Ja Moran. He was just really... He was just upset He was just talking that. shit to Amin Ellison. That's it. That was it. Yeah. I think that sounds right. Yeah, John, you were right, bro. I mean, Ellison was also, I believe, the ESPN analyst that said that uh, this wasn't during Tony Allen's prime, but while he was playing with the Grizzlies, that Tony Allen had no place in the league. Mm. What? What a shitty thing to say. How is yeah. that? Who would say that? He was an executive or like at Phoenix or something, wasn't he? Mm. He was, was yeah. It seems like one-dimensional thinking. Yeah, he has he's no not place an analyst. In the league. He's an, he's an analrapist. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. In regard in regards to the John Morant, Deer and Fox apparent beef, this isn't the first time that he's this. I mean, Alassane has opened his mouth and said something stupid. All right, for attention. Yeah. All right. 
Let's see. The Knicks won the game. We can get back to the game, I guess. They won 140 to 121. That's a season-high total game points for the Knicks. I don't know, man. I like this Knicks team. It's Like I said before, man, it's super fun to fucking watch their games. Bo, did you find this game fun to watch? It was from a Knicks perspective. I mean, if I was a Kings fan, I would just be – it's like we were all – all right, we're, we're within eight. Come right. on. We just need a couple of, you know, whatevers from Buddy Heald, and it never came. A couple whatevers. They hung in there. Yeah, I can see that from the Sacramento side, but they played well. They hung in there. It, it wasn't like a super big blowout. It was just that fourth quarter, man. Alec Burks just went nuts. I did see this, like, random Julius Randle article after watching the game on The Athletic. Uh, I might butcher this guy's name, Mike Vorkunov, is that it? Mike Vorkunov, he wrote it. I don't know. He's a staff writer for the Athletic. It's V O R K U N O V. Yeah, Vorkunov. <laughs> Vorkunov. I don't know. He covers the Knicks. He also contributes to the New York Times, USA Today. I don't know. He's a he's a known writer. But I read this article, he was talking about Julius Randle, and some things I took away from it was that Julius Randle is one of four players in the league to average 20, 10, and 5. Other players that join him, Giannis, Jokic, and Sabonis. That's uh, quite a group of players there. I think it is. Yeah, I know, right? You're putting them on that level. Did DeMontis get uh, snubbed for... The All Star, yeah, but I think he he's gonna. Repl- he's he's replacing. Yeah, he's getting Durant spot. Uh, nice. Durant, sweet. Yeah, speaking of All Stars, I think it's great that Randall's gonna be an All Star. I think he deserves it. He's twenty six years old. The future looks so good for this kid and New York if they can keep him there. Also, in the article, it quoted Derrick Rose on Julius Randall. Derrick Rose said he's playing with tremendous confidence. He's a great leader for this team. He added the tray ball to his game, so he's even more effective. He's just balling right now. With the first group and whenever he's in, this, in with the second group, we're trying to play through him and find him because he's demanding the double team, and that's what we need from him. He makes the game a lot easier. I thought that was an interesting quote. Derrick Rose obviously has high praise, as he should. Here's another uh, interesting stat on Randall. He's one of six, six foot eight or taller players to shoot 41% or better on at least four threes per game. Two of the others are Kevin Durant and Paul George. Thibodeau said earlier this week that he's our engine. He puts a lot of pressure on our opponents, but he's a willing passer. He makes the right play. I don't know. So far this season, man, the Knicks are my favorite team to watch, hands down. Still all in on the Grizz, obviously. Yeah, I mean, the Grizz are – that's too easy, though. I mean, I'm just talking about the NBA as a whole. I don't know. A Knicks-Grizzlies game? Perfect. Yeah, that'd be cool. (laughs) That's a – I think we'd kill them. I think we match up good with them. So when are the Grizzlies playing the Knicks? April 9th. In New York or Memphis? In New York, Madison Square Garden. It's oh, at the Garden. The oh, Garden. <laughs> That's an yeah. NBA TV game, too. Is it really cool? We play them here uh, May 3rd. Oh, it, they got two games. All right, cool. 
Yeah. May 3rd. Can you buy tickets on StubHub to these games yet? <laughs> I wonder how much they're going for. If only there was a way we could figure that out. I'm not trying want, to buy tickets no, for anything. No, me neither. I was curious how much they're going for, though. Let's say Grizzlies Bucks. Terrace tickets. How much? 25 bucks. Get you in the door. Hmm. Good. But let's see. Row L. So that's back. Halfway up. Pretty far up if you're looking for close. But, yeah, now these aren't cheap. They got two sets of tickets listed. One is 878 It's for Bucks Grizzlies. Center court. And the other one is uh, $1,000 a ticket. <laughs> So supply and demand always wins. Yeah, I'd kind of rather watch it on TV. Seller's market. I'm not spending two grand to sit in row L. I'm not spending two grand to go to any game. You probably can't, like, move over because the seat's open. <laughs> you have to no. sit, like, exactly where your seat is. Yeah, there's some cheaper ones, like, to the side of center court. It looks like they're going for about three to $400 for a Grizzlies-Bucks game. Uh, the Grizz- the Grizzlies were selling tickets to uh, you could buy a suite, yeah, six people for uh, six hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred bucks each. Six people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That ain't bad. Hundred dollars each. Take the family. At this point in the pandemic, I'll take it. Yeah, you can take the family. You get to sit in your little suite there, kind of isolated. Yeah, but like, there's not going to be any more. Like a, the house isn't going to be packed. There's going to be zero energy. Yeah. I can just wait until we can all go back. I can see that point. Let's see. That's about uh, all I got on the pick game, If unless anybody has anything to add. Touching on the Knicks, I mean, there's, there are clearly fans in the garden. Because I don't know if you guys saw the video. Yeah, afterwards. Uh, yeah. Friday night or Saturday night after I they beat the it. Pacers. They beat the Pacers 110-107 to to improve to 17-17 and on the season. <laughs> And Knicks fans were leaving the garden celebrating that they were in 500. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, the Knicks are in fourth place in the East right now. And that's what one game above 500 gets you in the East. Fourth place. Yes. Right? There's yeah, there are also two games out of – they could lose two games and also be like and the Grizzlies 11. Are, yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, the Grizzlies are 500 and they're in 10th place. The Knicks and the Grizzlies might be very comparable teams as far as where they're at. I think we we probably have a harder schedule. I'd say we're better than them right now. Like we should be, like head to head, we should be. We should be. Well, I mean, the Grizzlies don't have an All Star. It's true. <laughs> I, I just mean, think they're comparable in the way that they're developing. Honestly, if John Morant is in his second year, he shouldn't be an All Star. But I mean, we do have an All Star. He's just not an All Star, whatever. All right, if that makes any sense. I know he could should be we, considered. Should if, we go if, ahead? If Ja was in New York, maybe he's an all-star. Maybe, but I mean, give it two years, he'll be an all-star. Bigger market, more votes <laughs> or something. What, Bo? Or what, Brian? I was going to say, should we go ahead and call that a Friday, April 9th game at the Garden, <laughs> uh, that week's pick game? I think so. Friday, April 9th. Let me make a note. Friday, April 9th. Got or it. Should we, wait in, should we wait until May 3rd because uh, Jaron might be back in May? <laughs> I don't know, man. Don't get ahead of yourself. May Fingers crossed. I guess they're letting these guys get, like, completely healthy. And so far, it looks like that helped out with um, Winslow. So, maybe. Yeah. That's a good point, Broach. 
He looked he looked really really good. He looked absolutely horrible the first two games, but then he's looked better the last two games. Mm-hmm. Definitely. He needed just needed to get his shot going. He looked incredible against the Rockets. Yeah. I think Jimmer Fredette would have looked incredible in that game though. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was a weird game. Dude, I was watching that Rockets game and I, I was just the whole time I'm like, all right, I know that's Ben McLemore, but who the fuck are all these other guys that are playing for Houston? <laughs> Eric Gordon was there too, right? Right. I thought Eric that Gordon. was a ball boy. Right, and then John Wall was briefly in the game. Did he play? I remember him briefly playing. He played. Having zero impact. My, that dude's fallen so far, dude. Yeah. I think he has good games and bad games. I think he checks out. He's always that guy that to me that would, you know, rather look good than be good. Hmm. Throw a no-look pass instead of a nice, like, crisp bounce pass or something. Oh, uh, right. Like, uh, Hubie Brown kind of had to rein in J-Will, you know? <laughs> Good luck and with that. And when J-Will went to Miami, like, he had to tone down his game to be able to win that championship, right? Yeah. He had to play a little more conservatively. A little more. John Wall doesn't have, like, the highest basketball IQ, though. I don't know. He's raw, like, still... Completely raw. <laughs> um, I thought it would be fun to kind of keep up with our pick game from last week. So last week we did Memphis versus Phoenix. Memphis got slaughtered by Phoenix. So I kind of wanted to see if maybe it was just Memphis or if Phoenix could keep it up. Did the Suns keep dominating opponents? Yes. The answer that was yeah, I mean, that was kind of what I wanted to see. I wanted to see if was this Memphis or is this just Phoenix? So the game after Memphis, they smashed Portland 132 to 100. Portland's not a bad team. They lost to Charlotte, but it was close. It was 124 to 121. Friday, they beat the Bulls by nine points. And Sunday, they beat. Minnesota one nineteen to ninety nine. Lonzo so, lit, Lonzo lit him up a little bit. Yeah, uh, Lamelo. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Lamelo. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He did it in this. He basically did the same as Chris Paul, but in eight eight less minutes. Okay. Well, yeah, but I don't think it was Memphis's fault. That <laughs> Phoenix destroyed them. I think Phoenix is just rolling. Mm-hmm. They're they're twenty two and eleven. Is that right? Yeah, twenty-two and eleven. That gets you Sheesh. fourth place in the West. Five hundred gets you fourth place in the East. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phoenix went three and one for the week. If Phoenix was in the East, they would be in first place <laughs> based on their current <laughs> records as of Sunday night. How about that? It's a fact. That that would be a, that's true right now. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah, they have a higher winning percentage than yeah. Than Philly. Pretty wild. Boston's been so mediocre, huh? Yeah, they get hit with uh, COVID and they've got injuries. They got a lot of excuses. If Phoenix was in the East, they would have they would have played Detroit twice though and, and taken two losses. Oh. <laughs> because because <laughs> Detroit <laughs> They be because they be good teams. Detroit only wins when they play top ranked teams. They only beat the the Nets. You know, every team is more top-ranked than the Pistons, though. Evan, how does that make you feel? 
What's up with uh, Blake Griffin though? Is he still? They're not playing, and they're going to trade him, right? I think we lost Evan. He's asleep. What? I'm here. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you are. We can't see you. Period. Put that. I don't don't really have an opinion on uh, Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) What an asshole! Mm -hmm. All right. I mean. How about the Grizzlies, Evan? Tell us what you like about the Grizzlies. Yeah, we can go on to the Grizzlies. Let's talk Grizz. Let's get Evan engaged. So Evan said, doesn't play golf against people for, for money. money. No. Why Why do that when you can buy blockchain art? <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you talking about Top Shot? Yeah, Top Shots. Top Shot's the shit. biggest ripoff of all time. <laughs> Even worse than 1990s baseball cards? Those were fun, at least. <laughs> I, I still got a shitload if you want to buy them from me, bro. <laughs> I want to take, I, I I take a look at them. I, I only want to buy a few of them. You can keep the rest. Yeah, you have to buy them all. My <clears> parents <throat> brought up like two boxes from Memphis up here. Well, that's fine. I'll just throw the rest of them away. Put them on your bike tires. <laughs> I got a whole box of these like weird fl- Fleer uh, Michael Jordan rookie cards I'm about to get rid of. Yeah, send them on my way. I'll, I'll pay for the postage or whatever. I'll hold all them right. for you, Bo. If, if I was going to insure them, so you get the money, what should I insure them for? Uh, Let's just go $100,000. All right, gotcha. And that's just for the cases, card cases. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have this, uh, like, really old baseball card. It was Rocky Calavito. All right. And I thought it was, like, so rad, and then I went and looked it up in that book or whatever, and it was, like, three twenty five. <laughs> wasn't worth <laughs> shit, dude. But it was, like, really old. It was from, like, the 50s or just, like, the first color one or something. Did you look it up in Beckett? Yeah, well, like, whatever. That little place behind uh, the Wendy's at Poplar and Yates. Remember that place? <sighs> Comics and Collectibles. Was that it? Uh, I think. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I went to the one off of Summer and Graham. Yeah, I went to that one, too. And then there was also the one on Highland. That was Memphis. That was Comics and Collectibles. The one on Highland, like by the mm-hmm. uh, Highland and that was Memphis Spotswood Comics and Records. Comics and Records, right, right, right. That was like Spotswood and uh, Highland. So, who here has a? Uh, raise your hand if you uh, have own a Top Shot. I own a pre-order. Oh, I got, I got a Top Shot. Jeff has a Top Shot. I invested a small amount of money as a. Uh, I look at it as like a uh, test, investment test. I don't want to be the last guy buying Bitcoin. Uh, I'll, I, apparently, I am. <laughs> NBA Bitcoin. I, I invested a little bit. It's not, not enough to break my wallet, you know? You get the fiat money or whatever. Yeah. It's doing well, I heard. I got, like, uh, I, I bought a New York Knicks R.J. Barrett. Nice. I got a Keldon Johnson, too. R.J. Barrett, he's going to get lost in the shuffle, huh? And a Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, I like him. Who's going to get lost? In the shuffle of uh, good players in the league, he's just always – he'll be R. like R.J. Uh, <clears throat> Barrett, yeah. I don't know. I like him a lot. I think he's going to – good, yeah. I think sure. he's going to crack out of his shell at some point and, and just be a fucking stud like a Donovan Mitchell. Long-term bet? Yeah. Okay. I think he's going to be a he's stud. He's going to do Donovan Mitchell things yeah, soon. Yeah, I think so. All right. At some point. I don't know how soon. All right, 10 bucks. No, I think, I think Broach was asking if you wanted to make a lo- make a long-term bet. Yeah. That, that RJ Barrett's going to be, be Donovan Mitchell. Oh. <laughs> I don't think so. 
<laughs> I don't think you gotta so. bet. You gotta why bet. Do you, your time why do you shot. not think so? Because Donovan Mitchell's fucking badass, dude. Yeah, <laughs> RJ Barrett's not it's like a, you could see Donovan what? Mitchell was as badass as he is right now. Like you could see he was going to be that at some point, like immediately, right? RJ Barrett's like slugging along a little bit. He has a good game here and there, but I don't know. I think you should watch more RJ Barrett. <sighs> He's <laughs> not Donovan Mitchell. Wild accusations. A, it was a it was a wild <laughs> long term bit. <laughs> I think it can have a bright future. He's yeah, the dude that wouldn't have a bright future. He's not going to be Mitchell. Say what, Evan? So he's the dude that wouldn't come work out for Memphis. He's uh-huh. a fucking dick. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck that guy. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got picked after the guy that we took anyway. He sucks. No, I'm just kidding. What what year was he uh, drafted? Was it the Ja year? Ja Morant. Yeah, yeah. We're like we were gonna pick R.J. Barrett over Ja Morant. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. I like them both. All right, you're picking maybe picking R.J. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The, to me, it's not even R.J.'s not in consideration. I don't know. I've watched uh, quite a bit of R.J. Barrett. I think a kid's got a bright, bright future. For sure, but Knicks fans know. like him. Yeah, I mean he's all right. Uh, when I I went to the when I went to the Garden his rookie year, um, yeah. the Knicks fans I talked to, they, I mean they they saw potential in him. Yeah. They want a jaw. <laughs> yeah, but Knicks fans sure. are also brain dead too, man. They're like, I don't know about that. <laughs> they boo everybody. They can pick Michael Jordan in the draft and they would boo it. Like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, let's talk Grizz. Evan. What's up? What you thinking on Grizz right now? Uh, I think they uh, need to get Jaron back. Yeah. I agree. Um, they look pretty solid, though. I mean, they, uh, they've they had a couple shit games recently, but they've been, uh, they've been beating some good teams. Yeah, they beat the Clippers and the Rockets this week. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the Rockets. There's some trash, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> trash kits... Yeah, it's just weird, man. They're they're not uh, the they're not consistent, man. I mean, especially like John Morant seems to be like in like pretty hit or miss on games. Mm-hmm. They're going yeah. under screens on him. They're guarding him differently. They're making him shoot, and he's having a tough time. Yeah, I mean, he's not like if he can't get to the hoop, he's not really he's not really scoring. Mm-hmm. He still does get to the hoop. He just you can't rely on just that. You have to have a yeah, but he gets to the hoop like pretty mm. erratically, and like uh, if they got somebody packing the paint, like he's like not able to fucking shoot over people. Mm-hmm. Turns the ball over in that. In those I think that's probably a function of not having Jaron on the court, though. Jaw's got the keys to the team, and I think maybe he needs his other guy there to kind of relieve some pressure. I could see that. I kind of alluded I mean, to that last week. I think talking about you can't him. expect Jaw to be the just automatically coming to be the leader of the team. He's still a pretty young guy. Yeah, he needs uh he needs more help. They've got they've got kind of a weird rotation going too, because like, you know, for a minute there Grayson was playing a lot and like, well, Milton and I don't yeah, know, was like, Bane uh, Bane was out, but like there's been a lot of rest going on because of the schedule we've been playing, I think. Uh, now that like everybody's finally getting to be healthy, that I think he's probably got he's got to figure out who's gonna, you know, keep in the regular rotation. It was cool that Winslow said that, like, the trade to Memphis was the best thing that could have happened for him on and off the court. That was pretty cool to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's happy to be here. I mean, it's a, it's a young, up-and-coming team. 
Yeah, but I think he's, also, on, a, he's uh, on a team with a lot of guys that are his age. You yeah, know? he's got a front office that believes in him. They're putting the work in for the uh, getting him healed correctly. Seems like they're they're doing the right thing for him. Mm-hmm. I think he likes the situation he's in like infinitely more than Miami. It seems that's good. He's looking at the positive outlook of things instead of dwelling on being taken away from a very good Miami team. Which it could have gone either way, to be honest. Somebody you get traded away from a championship contender could look at that as a negative. Uh, we're lucky he's not like that. If he turns out to be super good, I mean, he looked awesome in the Houston game, but maybe he's turned the corner. Hopefully, yeah, we'll have to like you know get a bigger sample from that Houston game. The oh, Houston yeah. game, like Frodo Baggins could have went off in that game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Yeah. Catching alleys. Mm-hmm. All right. So the jury's still out on Justice Winslow. But yeah, I, so I do far. agree with what they were saying with uh, John Moran. He needs like he needs to play with somebody that he thinks is like either better than him or like on his level. He needs somebody to like he needs to see it happen, kind of like see somebody else going off to raise his level. Like it's easier to do something when somebody else is doing it in front of you or you've seen it done or you're kind of just picking back, piggybacking on what they're doing. It makes life so much easier when you see it and you got that positive reinforcement out there. Like Jaron Jackson, I think, can be that guy for him where Jaron's just rolling and he's like, oh, yeah, here we go. And then it, it's just, you know, they can all start cooking together. Yeah, just developing that jump shot is going to be a big thing for Ja as well. Yeah, yeah, we can't hear you. You're not talking to Mike. Oh, uh, just – <laughs> Jaws jump shot is going to be Yeah he needs that jump shot Yeah yeah, he needs to learn how to shoot man It's not great right now I mean the stroke yeah. doesn't look bad It's not great but They're not falling Yeah and that's I think I think once the Grizzlies get their lineup issues under control mm-hmm. It'll be a little easier for Ja I mean because I feel like right now He doesn't even know who he's going to play with Game in and game out You know I mean everybody's kind of back and healthy now But for a while it was is uh, Tillman starting? Right. Is Gorgie Jang starting? Um, who's who's going to be in the backcourt with me? Is it going to be Melton? Is it going to be Bain? Is it going to be Grayson? Yeah. There's just a lot of moving and shaking going on. Whether it was, you know, Valanciunas was out. Whether it's due to COVID or, you know, we saw Desmond Bain's uh, grandmother pass away. Um, we just had guys missing games for one reason or another a lot recently. So, Consistency in the lineup when you get the same guys starting every game, you get a you know you get a, a bench crew that comes in that's kind of the same every game. Mm-hmm. Consistency is key for a young player. I feel like you know he's got to he's you just kind of you got to go by feel when you're out. I mean, I'm assuming when those guys get out there and play, a lot of it is feel. You you know where certain guys are, what spot they're going to be in, what they're going to do when they roll to the hoop, what their tendencies are, and when you don't have that, it's got to be you know. It's got to be a little more difficult. I definitely agree with your consistency angle. I like that. I think that is important. And right now, it does seem so random. Like, who's playing what minutes? And you got Conchar out there playing fucking half the game. <laughs> Godchar. It's like, yeah. Could be some uncertainty in some players' heads, whether or not they're going to play. I think Gorgie, Gorgie and uh, 
let's see. I mean, you know, Conchar. you know, Gorgie wants to play. Yeah, but like they're not gonna play once right. we get like back to full strength. Those uh-huh. guys are like into the bench now with Tilly or whatever that yeah, name is. You, but like, when Gorgie everybody else is basically in rotation, like you've got uh, Grayson Allen and Bain and Dylan and uh, Tyus and all those guys all in the guard position that are all going to get minutes or whatever, but they're just going to have to split them. N- none of them are, like, standouts, but they're all contributors. So they're going to have to chop those minutes up between those guys. Yeah. Have you noticed when Gorgie comes <laughs> into the game, he, like, gets going, like, right away? He's ready to shoot immediately, like, like, as soon as he steps on the It's board. almost like he knows his playing time is, like, running yeah. down, and he's like, I got to, like. Make an impression. I got to yeah. make them play me. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a jack in immediately, but he takes yeah. good shots. He's a smart player. Yeah, he's good. He's a little slow, but yeah. I like I love Gorgie. I'll keep him on the team forever. Not at seventeen million a year. Eh, I don't <laughs> worry about the money. I just worry about the player, you know. Right, but you can't pay him that much. Yeah, I know. I'm just, <laughs> is is he expiring this team. year? I think he is. Yes, yes he yeah. is. All right, we'll re sign him for the uh vet minimum and he's probably gonna go yeah. to the highest bidder. Yeah, but who's going to pay? I wouldn't imagine him Gorgie? staying here. No, I think he goes. The, but the Lakers, in. like a team like the, a contender, would love to have him for vet minimum. Or anybody that's missing a big, I don't know, Boston, uh, Washington. Yeah, Boston, he'd be a good fit too. Maybe they're sick of Tatum or Brown, they could send him. <laughs> I mean, the Celtics. Straight up. Bill Simmons is hitting the panic button on the Celtics. Yeah, they're now talking about Brad Stevens was the greatest coach that ever lived like a year and a half ago. And then. Now he's. I know my favorite was. Would you trade Giannis Antetokounmpo for Brad Stevens? I don't think so. (laughs) 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 Uh, That's funny. I was like, I'm pretty sure you can just get Doc Rivers to come coach your team and. Or Tyrone Lou. Boston will be fine. They just need to. They need to get this season. Needs to just end. The season's a mess on yeah. so many levels. They just need to reboot for next year, come in, recharge, and <laughs> healthy, and no COVID problems. Like, Jason Tatum had COVID. They've, they've had a lot of fucking problems. And then they're... The Marcus Smart injury, too. Yeah, Marcus Smart's huge on that team, and their lack of depth at the big man, or even a big man at all, is just very obvious with that team. Like Daniel Tice is a good player, but he's he's one guy and he's like six nine. They need a real big man over there, somebody that can match up with any other big man. I think. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Taco Fall is going to pan out. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be their big man of the future. Has anyone ever wanted anyone to succeed more than everyone wanted Taco Fall to succeed? Those Boston fans love him. Everyone loves Taco Fall. You should buy. Well, you should buy us top top shot. <laughs> I Evan, still Evan, tell me why you don't like Taco Fall, please. He's uh, he spells taco weird with a K. <laughs> uh, you remember Hashim Thabit? That's that was, I was gonna say. That's who I wanted to succeed more than anybody. Not me. I, I kind of was like happy to move away from him. He wasn't ever gonna do anything. I guess I don't know. Well, I know that. Yeah, but, but his rookie year, like you wanted to see it work. Yeah, I mean, I kind of knew he was slow. I couldn't believe we took him. I don't. Know, I can't believe they fucking drafted him. Fuck. <laughs> Where, dude? It's the worst thing ever, dude. It's the worst draft pick ever. I swear, dude. Yeah. It is. I would rather <laughs> them drafted Big Country if he was available. No, they could have. They could have taken so many, uh, so many players. Steph Curry. 
anybody? Omri Caspi would have been acceptable. <laughs> oh, okay. Who's the like, worst yeah, well, player in we that draft? We're, we're going we're gonna to go. We're progressive in Memphis. We have a nice Jewish community. We need some Jewish dollars for the uh, ticket sales. Wait, is we're Omri take- Caspi, Caspi Jewish? Yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he's got like... The only other kind of more Jewish name than that is like Goldsmith or something. Who's the worst player, like the highest worst player you'd rather have than... Hashim to be so like Anthony there was play for the grid. There's guys like Johnny Flynn. Would you rather have Johnny Flynn than I'd Hashim? I'd rather have Tabi? that one guy, that Anthony Bennett guy. <laughs> he did play for the Grizz. I'd rather have Darko Milicic, who did he played for the Grizz? Didn't he? Did he ever actually play? Yeah, he ripped his jersey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were dark times. Those were Mark Ivoroni days. Oh, he's got to be the worst coach in Memphis Grizzlies history. Sydney Love I mean, pretty bad. There were some bad guys in that draft, though. There were some really bad players in that draft. Who went in the 09 draft, yeah. Blake Griffin. Still in the league. James Harden, Tyreek, Rubio, Curry. Johnny Flynn's in there at sixth. Would you rather have Johnny Flynn or Hashim Thabit? Johnny Would Flynn. you rather have Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio? Johnny Flynn played like half as many games as Hashim Thabit. They were probably all God, better, though. <laughs> Johnny Flynn was, that was the That was the weirdest draft. <laughs> because because after the Grizzlies draft, Hashim Thabit. Remember the Timberwolves? Yeah, the Timberwolves went Rubio and Johnny Flynn. Right, back, back to back. back. They took two point, two point guards at five and six. Yeah, that was so strange. I remember when that happened. It was I was like, draft. oh, they were just hoping one of those guys works. <laughs> Rubio was decent of course but th- why would you take a point guard like right after him did we jeff did we watch that draft at the pub Ever probably probably i would uh, I, don't think so. I think i was there it's a tyreek evans draft dude we were definitely watching where's yeah. tyreek isn't he yeah. suspended for like steroids i was at the pub with you guys i know i was <laughs> earl were clark yeah i definitely was at that draft i was living in memphis then I like that at that draft means being at the pub. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's what that, yeah, that's exactly what that means. Watched, watched a lot of drafts at the pub. I was Definitely. in attendance. Dude, we could have had Taylor Griffin instead of Hashim Thabit. <laughs> Taylor Griffin was Blake Griffin's brother. We could have drafted Robert Dozier. <laughs> Undrafted in the 2009 NBA draft, we could have taken Joe Ingles at number two. Oh shit! Jingles. He wasn't even drafted. Fuck. Missed. Wallace had a hard on for Jingles. Apparently, no. I think that he worked out in Memphis, or he. Uh, we we had him. To like yeah, a they had. They were gonna do a deal with him, and they and they didn't. Yeah, it like fell apart. He was basically a grizzly, and then not a grizzly. Yeah, I don't know if he would have. Maybe he would have helped in the short term, but for Jingles' sake, I'm happy that he's where he's at. He's had uh, some consistency in his career, at least. Yeah. In Utah. Amazing how that happens. I mean, what if the Grizzlies don't ever fire Lionel Hollins? What if they don't ever sign Arlen Iverson? <laughs> I like the Iverson signing. Yeah, that worked out beautifully. Actually, what it did was it empowered Hollins. Yeah, it was fucking Hollins' fault. No, yeah, no, it gave Hollins, it gave him some street cred in Memphis. 
I thought he handled it poorly. I thought he handled it beautifully. Oh, what are you gonna bench Conley and then let fucking Allen Iverson just like run all over you? No, you should have had them both in there. He should have been Hollins playing, is he should have been playing Hollins Iverson at the two. Hollins is a champion and he handled it like a champion would have. I don't know. I thought Iverson should have been playing. Dude, you're like the most old school basketball analysis person ever. I figured this would be like you would be all over Hollins like Yes, Hollins is old school. He stood up to Iverson's saggy pants ass. <laughs> That's not who I am at all. But but Iverson, I thought at two would have been great. Shooting, driving, dishing. I liked it. That's why you're not coach. I don't know. I thought it could have gone the other way. I thought it could have worked. But he wouldn't want to do that. He wanted to be the point guard. <clears throat> I don't know about that. I think he just wanted to play. But I can't get in Iverson's head, so who knows? What else we got? Who's we got the Iverson that played for the Tigers? What was his name? Oh, uh, yeah. Ron Iverson. Ron. Ron, yeah. yeah. He had the name, didn't he? He was his cousin. Yep. Mm-hmm. We got to do a pick game for next week. Um, let's see. Pick game. We've got Denver-Milwaukee tomorrow night, but we just did Denver, didn't we? That uh, – Bucks Clippers game yesterday was awesome. And Giannis that big dunk, that was cool. Yeah. Nets Rockets should be good. Nets Rockets. I'm just joking. That's Wednesday. <laughs> they played tonight too. No, well, they didn't. That was uh well, that Nets. Game, that game would nah, be interesting because of Harden and Rockets. Yeah, Harden's Ooh. gonna Harden's gonna destroy them. I kinda like the Raptors Celtics, the meltdown ball Thursday. on Thursday. Yeah. Three stars. It's a five-star system for those of you that aren't familiar. I don't hate Toronto, Boston. Warrior Suns, pretty good Thursday. Warrior Suns. Uh, Utah, Philly, Wednesday night. Didn't the oh, Warriors ooh. just get waxed by the Suns Two a couple nights ago? Hold on, Utah, yeah, Utah Philly's so. it. Utah, Philly on Wednesday? Yeah. It's not a bad game. Let's go four stars there. It's slightly better than Toronto, Boston. Well, that's two number one seeds. Yeah, and that's not, and that's not a part of the ESPN doubleheader. Oh. What are we going to take away from that? Like, are we looking to see which, which team conference is better? is better? Yeah, I mean, you don't. I don't know if you can learn that in one game, but of course you can learn it in one game. It will be. I think it will be a good one watching Embiid go up against like a real defensive center. It's not a terrible pick. It's a Ben Simmons, Joe Ingles matchup, too. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and I wonder who's going to get the better of that one. That is a good point, Brian. I think that's our game. What else is there? I don't know. Uh, not There's much. nothing this weekend. It's well, a the, short Raptor, week. the Raptors game, we don't know if that's going to happen because of the COVID stuff of the Raptors. Yeah, I think we're going Utah-Philly. I just decided. All right. That works. And then Fuck I think Tuesday, Tuesday night I'm probably going to watch a game. So it's tomorrow night. And if I'm going to watch a game tomorrow night. Are the Grizzlies playing Wednesday? I'll probably watch that Nuggets-Bucks game. Oh, no, we play tomorrow. Tuesday, the Wizards. What was that, Bo? I'm going to watch the Nuggets-Bucks tomorrow, likely. Oh, okay. Bo, yeah, would, so, Bo would you rather do Denver-Milwaukee? No. Oh, let's okay. um. So, like, the Grizz – 
they have an early game. It starts at six central tomorrow. And so I'll probably catch the fourth quarter of that and then switch over to the Nuggets uh, box. Yeah. So that's my plan tomorrow night. That sounds pretty solid. I can get behind that. And then I like that. Um, was that Wednesday night, the Philly game in Utah? Utah at Philly. Yeah, that's that's a good game. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I do want to check in on that Denver Milwaukee game though. <coughs> well, and the and the Grizz Wizards. I want to see Grizz are favored by one in Washington tomorrow night, and the over under is two hundred and thirty seven and a half. Oh, she said the Grizzlies were favored by one at this point. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I, I, that's a tough one to bet on. If I was looking for the underdog, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Well, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited for that one, actually. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right. Well, that's our pick game. Utah at Philly. That's going to be fun, man. I like the Embiid yeah. versus a solid defensive big man. Yeah. We'll see. We'll Go see what Embiid then. can pull out. And then Simmons just kind of – who's going to guard Simmons on the Jazz? It's Jingles. I guess it's Royce O'Neal. Jingles. Royce O'Neal's been good. Jingles is going to try. Shut him the fuck down. Yeah. That's what he's going to do. That'll be a fun game. A lot of a lot of good stuff. Hell yeah. Brian, are we drinking any Gatorade this week? You got any G League coverage? I do not. Good. Because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Bo, Brian, Evan, Broach. Thanks, Broach. Appreciate all y'all being here. Thanks for having me. All right. That's the show. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker.